0: Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 469 and session number 145 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday. And here we are again with another Friday session of Ask Scott, and I am fired up to dig into these questions today, and let me just give you a little idea of what we're going to be talking about today, the questions that came in, and uh, we're going to be talking about creating bundles with demand, we're going to be talking about tracking your inventory to Amazon, and kind of where it goes, and why sometimes it might not all be checked in at the same time, and then variations and listing options, we're going to be talking about that as well. I want to remind you, if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, just head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, and just leave a short message with your name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then your question, and uh, try to keep it within a couple of minutes, and uh, that way there, we can listen to the question and we can get into that answer, all right? So that's all I ask, and just remember to leave your name. All right, I want to know who I'm who I'm talking to here, and I want you guys to imagine, like I always say, and if you guys are new, you're going to hear this for the first time, but if you're long-time listeners, you're going to hear it for, well, maybe the 145th time, probably, is I want you guys to imagine that we are in that coffee shop together, having that cup of coffee or tea or whatever your beverage of choice is, and we're having a casual conversation talking about business or life, uh, and Again, a little reminder here, if you have any other questions uh, that you want to ask, even if it's not necessarily related to Amazon selling, fire away. Go ahead. I would love to uh, to help you in any way that I can. And if I can't, maybe I can point you in the right direction. All right, because to me, it's all about building a freedom lifestyle business, uh, something that can free us up to do more of what we want to do, but then also something that we can be proud of within that business. And then from there, a lot of times the mental things get in the way, and that's something that I work on myself personally, but I would also be able to maybe give you some advice there just for myself going through that process, all right? So again, the reminder here is TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask. You can ask a question there, a voicemail, and then today's episode is 469, so the show notes and transcripts and all the links can be found at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash four sixty nine and from there you can go ahead and grab all the goodies all right now before we do jump into today's first question and we are into 2018 now and I just can't believe that we're approaching here three years for the podcast actually beginning of February will be three years for the podcast which is just amazing and I never would have thought that uh, we would have been this far along I mean I hoped we would, but I just didn't expect it. Let's just say that. And uh, the response has been awesome. As you can see, as we're still doing this. So it's pretty awesome. And the reason why I keep coming back is because of messages that I'm getting from you, whether that's a thank you note, whether that is an email or whether that's you on a Facebook live when we're doing those and you, uh, you, you tell us a little bit about what's been happening in your world. So I want to really highlight something here for you in 2018. All right. And there is a point to this story, by the way, uh, it, it really is coming down to deciding. All right. If you are all in. And what I mean by that is, are you going to commit to the process? Are you going to commit yourself to being consistent every single day with, uh, well, those two words that you guys know I love all the time to talk about, and that is taking action. All right? If you are, and you're committed to the process, and you're willing to, whether you get knocked down and get back up again, you know, you have to decide that you are going to just keep going. All right? And I want to highlight that because... I think the word today or the phrase today, let's call it, is don't give up, all right? Because you could be one product away from a successful product. You might have launched two products that didn't do so well, but you learned a ton. You have to almost switch the way that you think about success in a sense and also look at like what have you learned from that experience? I think we always forget about, a lot of times we forget about the experience that we were able to You know, really learn from versus it just being like, all right, I did this one thing and I needed to get this result. Like, what did you learn through that process? And in this process, it's always what can I learn from launching a product, or maybe something about Amazon that I didn't know, or maybe it's something about my own e-commerce, or maybe it's about building my own list. I didn't know about building a list or how to do it, or or what an autoresponder was. And now you do, and guess what? You can apply all of those things. To whatever business you're in now. You might be starting a new business five years from now, and you're going to know all about list building because you've been following along here and you followed through that process. All right. So I really want to highlight that. Now I did want to highlight someone here, one of our TAS listeners, JP Shields. Now JP, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you once again. And I'm looking at your picture right now that you have uh, in your Facebook profile because you posted this during a Facebook live and it comes up with his picture and then with what he had wrote and it's a picture of him holding up a glass of wine smiling and uh you know looking pretty happy all right so jp awesome job thumbs up now here's what he said during our facebook live and i took a screenshot of it because i wanted to again remind myself that there's people out there actually listening and then applying all right so he says hi guys Big fan, started listening to the podcast in May last year, launched first product in August of 2017, third product goes on sale next week as part of the same brand, just starting, turning a profit, and hitting 40 to 50 sales a day, so many times I've nearly given up, let's stop right there for a second, so many times I've nearly given up, and then he goes on to say, but something in the podcast has made me believe again. Thank you so much for the encouragement and the energy. Beautiful. Like, I mean, right there, that fires me up, sends me through the roof, like just to be so excited, like I'm doing cartwheels, I'm jumping high, I am doing anything I can to show excitement because that fires me up. And I've got a whole wall of, uh, you know, thank you notes and messages of people's stories over on my right here. I'm pointing to the right, like you can see me right now, you can't, but they're over on my right hand side of my office. And it just reminds me every single day that what I'm doing is making a difference. And a lot of people say, Scott, like, why do you keep doing the podcast? Like, you know, I mean, yes. Okay. I know now you sell, you know, like, uh, you know, your private label classroom, you know, people can buy into that, but I give everything away free here on the podcast as much as I can to help people. And to me, it's like, not even about the money. It's about how many more people can I help? And I know the money will follow somewhere, somehow. All right, so just be very clear in the future when you're doing something and you're thinking to yourself, I just want to do this because I want to help someone. I'm telling you good things will happen and just stuff like this. I mean, this here is enough for me like that's money in the bank for me because it gives me that that push. It gives me that motivation, that inspiration to be here and giving you guys the energy that hopefully you guys get to do what JP did and that's where he's sitting there thinking to himself. I feel like just giving up. Like I feel like I just started this thing. I tried two products, didn't work. I just feel like giving up. And then he tunes in, and then all of a sudden he's got a little bit more energy because he hears a little bit of my energy, and then that you know that kind of gets related back to him, and that's really awesome. That's really amazing. And I know I need that sometimes. Like I follow some people that it's just for the drive. It's for the the energy. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just something that we need. And, you know, whether this podcast helps you get like a new trick or a new tactic, that's fine. Like we all want tactics. We all want that stuff. Right. But if it also gives you the energy and the focus and the clarity and the motivation and the inspiration, then that's good too. Right. Like we need that. We need that to fuel ourselves, especially going through those, those times of doubt. All right. And JP you know, he doubted himself. He doubted the process. He doubted this business model for himself. I and mean, let's be honest, but he didn't give up. And now he's at 40 to 50 sales a day, which is pretty awesome. And he's growing and he's excited. And now he's just going to build up that momentum. You know, now, does that mean that JP's going to have it smooth sailing from here? No. Does it mean that we have it smooth sailing from here with, with our new brand, just because we hit a, a month of hundred K and we're about to do it again. Like, does that mean everything's going to be smooth sailing? Absolutely not. Like we have struggles every single day. It's business it's business it's life right but you know what we have the opportunity to be here and be alive and be able to take advantage of this this amazing time that we live in that allows us to do this if a big if here if we want to commit to the process and if we want to you know really not give up and just put it in like just put in the energy and and take action every single day even if it's the smallest action all right so that's what I got for you guys today as far as you know my little pep talk, my little my little motivation, my little huddle. Let's have a little team huddle here and let's get out there and make it happen even if you're having one of those weeks or one of those months. It's okay. All right? It's okay. We all have them. All right? All right. So, let's uh let's go ahead and get ready here. Let's uh listen to today's first question. I'll give you my answer. We'll get rocking and rolling. What do you say? Let's do this. <laughs>
1: Hey, Scott, this is Nick from Cincinnati. Uh, I've got kind of two questions for you, I guess, related to uh, bundles. Um, So the first question is, uh, how do you know if there's demand for a bundle? So if the individual parts in a bundle have decent demand, decent depth, um, but they're not necessarily bundled together, I guess, how how can you tell that that's maybe a good thing to bundle? You know, I've been looking at um, frequently bought together and, and things like that to help kind of make that decision, but I suppose maybe the best way is just to test it. Um, so that's kind of the first question. Uh, and then second question, um, is there a way to have a bundle that has an optional ad of kind of like maybe a separate SKU? So for example, if if it was a like a uh, grilling accessories bundle, um, that comes with you know, a scraper, uh, I don't know, a meat thermometer, um, uh, maybe a couple different grilling accessories, uh, but then maybe some special item that is only specific to a certain uh, part of that market. Like I, I don't know, say like a chicken basting brush versus a um, you know beef basting brush or something. I don't know, I'm making this up. Um, but is there a way to have a bundle and then like? Add a separate SKU um, as an option, or does that have to be its own single SKU item sent into Amazon? Thanks, Jeff.
0: Hey, Nick, thanks so much for the question, man. I really appreciate it and uh, so glad that you are rocking and rolling in your business. So that's really, really cool. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. It's a great question. It's actually something that is uh, currently happening in our new brand, and we're, we're starting to develop some bundles uh, that will be also targeting other parts of our big market, right? And I talk about this, uh, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's on my YouTube channel, but I talk about like really finding that, that bigger market and then creating like a sub niche in that market, but then even taking it one step further and doing another sub niche. And then from there, maybe even figuring out if your product could be used or could be adapted to another market. Here's the issue though. If you have something inside of that bundle And I'm going to answer both questions here, but I'm going to kind of go down this path right now. If you have a, uh, you know, a beef, uh, you know, basting, uh, I forget what you called it, like a a baster, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about right now, but you get what I'm saying. If something's related to beef and that you're going to use it just for beef and you have, uh, you know, a bundle that is really targeting people for chicken, well, that's not going to make sense and it's probably not going to work. So that's where you got to be careful with that. Okay, so when you create those bundles, you either have to specifically go after, you know, the beef market or you have to go after the chicken market. I don't think you should mix those two unless you're doing like a variety pack, right? Maybe you're doing a variety pack that says we give you one that works with beef and chicken. That way there are people that eat beef, they might eat chicken or vice versa. So you kind of get where I'm saying there. You got to be careful with that. I would start by creating a bundle that's specific to that one thing, and you also brought up like, okay, now, and let's kind of get to your first question. And that was like, how do I know that there is demand and, uh, you know, depth for that bundle? And the truth is you really don't unless there's already an existing bundle there, but if there's already an existing bundle there, that's okay. You got to really kind of make yours a little bit different in a sense, uh, or you have to make yours a little bit better uh or even just look better. Uh and that's kind of what we're doing right now. Like we're putting our own spin on an existing bundle that we think we're going to make even better. And we're going to have better images and we're going to have better packaging and all that stuff. But this is also and anyone out there that is selling products that could be bundled together currently right now. Like you might be selling three different SKUs on separate listings, but you could just take those and put them into one bundle and make another SKU. And that's what I would definitely recommend if you can do that because It allows you to leverage the products that you currently have, but making another skew and making another skew that could be a higher price point. We did this as a test inside of um, the fourth quarter. And we, all we did was 25 units. We did 25 units. We bundled uh, a bunch of our existing products together and we did it manually too. Cause a lot of people say, well, how do you get that packaged? At first we manually did this. So we took, you know, the three or four different products. We put them into its own box. We got a box from Uline or something. And then we went ahead and we, we put our, our, uh, our labeling on it and that's it. And we sent them in 25 of them. And guess what? They all sold every single one of them. So now what are we doing? Well, we're having a co-packer inside of, uh, or in, in, uh, China that, uh, our agent actually, uh, went and found. And then from there, we're going to pay a little bit of a fee for that, but we're going to have a higher priced item now. All right. So now we're able to have a higher priced item. We didn't have to do any more work other than just find someone that was going to pack it and then also create new packaging, right? So we had to just create a new design for it that, kind of bundled that. Now, the other cool thing is, is now we're able to also take that same bundle and maybe just position it differently. So it, you know, fits another part of the market. And that's kind of what you're asking. Um, you know, so, and we kind of talked about that, but as far as the depth and demand, here's the deal. If you have one product that's selling on a, on your listing, right? One product and it's doing, it's doing good, or you even are just doing your research right now. And you see that one product has good depth or good demand. All right, so that's one side of that of that uh, product, right, or that bundle. Now you take another product that's selling well, okay, or that has good demand and depth, and that's good, right? Now we put those two together. The power in that is now people that are searching for product A are going to land on, you know, or your your listing is going to potentially come up, and now they're going to see that. And if you have a really good deal for the two, there's a good chance they'll buy that because it's so related. Now, the other thing that's going to happen is product B, people are going to be searching for not product A yet, but then when they see that, they might be like, oh, I might as well just get that because I'm going to need that too, or I need an extra one of those or whatever, right? So you're going to get really two search uh, keywords or two search for keywords or, you know, a bunch of them, but are related to that, okay? So like I had said before, if we use garlic press again, so we have a stainless steel garlic press, and then we have a garlic uh, a garlic storage bag, right? So if someone is searching, and these both have good depth and demand, if someone is searching for the garlic bag, they may see my bundle that comes with a stainless steel garlic press too. Boom. I might sell that now. Or I might be able to take people that are searching for the stainless steel garlic press and then they see that the bundle comes with a storage bag and that might make sense. Okay. And then the cool thing is, is you list those. Separately on their own listings as well, so now you really have three listings that are live that could be targeting the same traffic in a sense, but actually two sides of the traffic, like two different searches coming into that listing. So hopefully that makes sense. I'm a big fan of it if you can make it work. I'm also a big fan of it because it increases your real estate. It increases the amount of, of uh, you know, uh, spots that you can take up on a certain search imagine you showing up for one listing with product a uh, another listing for product b and then a bundle Now, you could also create a variation inside of there with the bundle alone. So there's a bunch you can do when you have some products that you know that are already currently selling or that have good depth in demand that will get you additional searches. It's an easy way to add SKUs, and I'm a big fan of it. Uh, And we've done that, and we're actually doing it right now as we speak with that little test bundle. And you talked about like, well, how do I know? Uh, You know, you got to test it. And I think you said that, but you can test it with a small run. Right. Especially if you have the product. Right. You might have to just take 25 of them of each and then bundle it together, make your own thing. It's going to be a little bit of work up front, but it's a way to test it. Right. Get it to market. And if it doesn't work, guess what? You just let the listing go. No big deal. It just sits there. Uh, So that would be my advice. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. I get excited about that because there's a lot of different things that you can do here with that bundle. It can also get you more exposure. It can get you more revenue. And uh, you don't have to do a lot more work because you already have done the sourcing. You've already done the manufacturing, all of that stuff. So... Pretty exciting stuff. So keep me posted on that. I think you're going to do well with it. And anyone else that's, uh, you know, out there thinking about, you know, bundles or, uh, you know, creating, you know, different ways for people to come to their listing, it might be finding another product that's, you know, that works well with it. And the Frequently Bought Together is a great way to see what that is. All right. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, let's get on to that
2: next question. What do you say? Hi, Scott. This is Sammy from Israel. First of all, I want to thank you very much for putting all the effort into the podcast. They're helping me a lot to build my Amazon business. Keep up the great work, and thanks also to Chris and Dom for their hard work as well. My question is about tracking inventory. I send from uh, China to Amazon. It happens to me a lot that uh, I send a shipment into Amazon, and they don't check in all of the units, or they check her units into the wrong shipment, even though they're closed or deleted. So it makes it very hard for me to check if that they've received all of the units that actually sent. So my question is now one of you could talk about the process, uh, which happens in Amazon from when they receive the shipment from China until they send it to all around the country. Is it even possible for them to get, uh, that they'll send a customer one, uh, product, which is the wrong skew. Uh, and also it would be great if could talk about how uh, you track all the Units you send from uh, China if they've received them in the Amazon. Thanks a lot. Keep up the great work.
0: Hey, Sammy from Israel. What's up, man? Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate that. And uh, I think this might be two weeks in a row or maybe it was... The week before, I forget, but it seems like I've had a lot of a lot of voicemails coming in from Israel. So uh, I want to thank all of you uh, and everyone that's international that's uh, phoning in. That's really awesome. I love love hearing uh, from all of you guys all the way uh, from Israel. It's pretty awesome. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk about this. And I don't really have an exact like answer, but I'm going to give you some things to think about and some things that could be happening. Now, number one, you're you're shipping directly from China to Amazon. Here's the deal, you're probably being checked in a little bit differently, and I can't say for sure, but probably a little bit differently, because it's going to like a a warehouse that's closest, okay, and what's going to happen now is that inventory is most likely being broken up, all right, so let's say you send in 500 or 1,000 units, you're sending it into a location where they want you to send it, because it's closest at the time, but then they're going to ha- they're going to go ahead and they're going to send it to different locations. Now here's the thing, and we all know, the more times something is handled, the more chances there are for mistakes. So my hunch is that your products are being scattered amongst different warehouses and as they're being checked in, some mistakes are being made. All right? So that's just going to happen. There's nothing that we can really do because it's kind of out of our hands. The only thing that I would say is that you're going to have to keep an eye on your inventory when it's being checked in and it can be frustrating because we've had inventory that gets checked in the same day like after it's been you know received and it's checked in and good and then we have some that it seems like it's a week week and a half that there's another 200 uh, you know 200 uh, units that are missing in a sense, and then all of a sudden, they show up and they're checked in, or we got to make a phone call, or we've had it where they were checked in wrong, so now someone that ordered a red is getting a black or vice versa, Um, so that stuff can happen, so I don't really have uh, an answer for you, other than the explanation that I believe is happening. Um, the only thing that I would say is if you are doing like large orders, like if you're doing like a 3000 batch being sent in, that's probably going to be broken up even more. So you might want to break that up into separate ones. If your, if your manufacturer will do that and say, you know, let's say that you're going to do, even let's just say you're going to do a thousand, you might want to break that up into two shipments. And then that way there's 500 being sent in and they might you know, they might only disperse, you know, to two different warehouses versus it would have been maybe three. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that would fix the problem, but I know that if you're sending it all in, then it's going to, especially if it's a a large amount, it could get shuffled around even more. Um, But there's no simple, simple answer to that that I know of. And if someone else does, please, you know, go to the show notes to this episode, 469 and uh, not just the show notes, but the comment section and comment. You know, let, let us know if there's something that I'm missing here because um, I'm not aware of it. All right. So uh, and again, like I said, I'm, I'm always learning, too. So uh, it's a great question, though. Uh, but it is frustrating because I've run into that uh, just just recently in the new brand. Like we're like, OK, like a third of, uh, of everything was checked in, but then there's still a bunch out there that still needs to be checked in and it seems like it's lost it's missing where is it it's saying that we're we're out of stock uh, you know whatever but we know we got inventory uh that's already been kind of like received it just hasn't been checked in um so yes that can be frustrating so i hear you all right so hopefully that helped a little bit but uh yeah just uh you got to kind of you got to kind of deal with it in a sense because that is the nature of uh you know sending in a bunch of inventory at once if you're going direct To Amazon FBA. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to today's last question and I'll give you my answer and we can wrap up and you guys can get on with your weekend. You guys can get out there and take some, some action. What do you say? Let's do it.
3: Hi, Scott. It's Carol. I'm located in New York and I'm one of your biggest fans on your podcasts. I listen to them almost every single day and I do see bigger success since I'm following you. Uh, I am listing now an item that has like 10 different styles and all for different needs but it's the same type of things for example let's take a cup a mug a mug with different type of styles and different sayings so people will buy according to what saying or what emotion they want to give out anyways so my problem is if i keep it separate it's going to take much longer for me to accumulate product reviews therefore i combined the variations into two into one big variation but the problem is that if somebody looks for one type of thing um if they look for let's say a ceramic mug my variation will come up but the mug but only one type of expression is going to come up not the one that they're probably looking for but there are many variations in there and the person probably won't even know to click on it because they won't know the main image Therefore, uh, I'm trying to figure out a way that the variations can be together, but they should come up separately. And even more, when I do PPC, uh, you know, the wrong things come up for the wrong items. Do you think I should do each ASA separately or together? How How do we work out a PPC like this?
0: Hey, what's up Carol from New York, what's up? That's my original state. You guys know that, uh, or a lot of you do, but uh, yeah, I could tell a little bit with your accent. Uh, yeah, awesome. So thanks so much for the, for the question. Thanks so much for being a big listener or a big fan of the show, like you said. That's awesome, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everyone that is listening. Um, okay, so let's talk about this really quickly because it's a great question, and, and I do get this question quite often. Because uh, people want to focus on like the reviews, right? Like I, I've got like four different products. I want to try to group them underneath a listing in variations. And then that way that they all share the reviews. Well, let's, let's time out for a second here. All right. I'm doing the timeout sign. Like I do often, like we're in the basketball game, like, you know, blowing the whistle timeout. Let's, let's talk about reviews for a second. Number one, when you're doing your product research and you're doing like all of that, we don't want to look at reviews as something that we necessarily have to go out there and get a certain number in order to sell all right at least that's my plan that's our strategy we we don't consider reviews as far as how many we need to get in order to start selling we that's like that's like down on on the uh, on the ladder of what we are on the list that we uh that we even think about because we're right off the bat looking at products that have Usually under 150, but, you know, we're like 200 or less, uh, you know, if, if one had like 500, but everyone else was under 200, we would still maybe consider it. But we don't, we don't go after those products that you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I've got to get at least 100 reviews out of the gate. So I hear you because you're, you're, you're sounding like you are wanting to make sure that you get reviews. And then when you get reviews that you don't have to go out there and get reviews for three different listings or five different listings. And yeah, that would be a headache. I don't think in this situation that it would be wise to put those types of variations under one listing. So let's say you sold t-shirts, you have a t-shirt that's red but yet you have five variations with five different sayings on them, it wouldn't really make sense because number one, you're only going to be able to put in the title, uh, you know, like maybe one of the sayings. You're not going to want to put in there a t-shirt that has this saying and this saying and this saying and this saying. Number one, you're not going to have enough characters and it would just be messy, right? And you want it to be so targeted. So that way there, when you do run your pay-per-click, you can just select that listing and drive traffic to it or that variation. So the only way that a variation would work in this, in this case is if you had different colors or different sizes for that one saying. All right. So if you were selling a t-shirt, you would have maybe colors and you would have sizes. Let's keep it simple. Let's just say you have colors. Okay. And uh, t shirts is a bad example because then you could have, you should have sizes. Let's say that it was, uh, you know, some type of glass, right. And it had certain sayings on it. Well, you could have a red one, a blue one, a yellow one, all the same saying. So now when people are searching in, you know, in Amazon and maybe they are searching for that one saying, right? Well, then they come there and then they can make a decision. Do I want it in red, black or white? All right. So that makes a lot of sense. So I would not put different sayings or different other, you know, variations under there other than size and color. That's what I would do. Um, now The other exception here would be if you had, you know, something that you could buy a a single unit, a three-pack, and a five-pack, right? Then that's okay. It's the same product, but you're offering uh, different amounts in those packages, all right? And that would make sense. But definitely, definitely, um, I would not list a bunch of variations with that type of, of options underneath there. It's almost like you're giving them options in the variations as far as a completely different item in a sense, because if I'm searching for, for something like I love pugs, right. And, uh, and, and I see that, uh, you know, under that also has like, uh, another random dog, maybe, maybe, well, I guess that could kind of work if you did like, you know, Uh, you know, create your own, you know, I love my dog shirt, right? Something like that. But it'd be more specific if you had just stuff that was pug related to that and then Rottweiler and then whatever, uh, uh, golden retrievers or whatever, right? Like to me, that would be better. I still wouldn't do it where I would have different options for dogs below it. I would do it where it was more focused on that one thing. So if people are searching for pug related stuff, it's going to come up in search and then they're going to find it. Hope that's a good answer for you, or at least a good example. Um, but that's what I would do. And then you're right, pay per click would be tricky if you were to do that. So I would focus on the one listing and then driving the uh, you know the pay per click to that. All right. Now, if you had a certain color, right? Let's say that you had red that was really popular and people were buying red. Well, that number that that number one is going to come up in search. So if someone searches and you have three different color options, black, white, and red, the black is going to be displayed because that's the one that's selling the most. So you may want to say, you know what? I want to go ahead and run pay-per-click to my red variation on that listing. And that's fine. All right. Now you may say, well, I have a three, I have three different uh, you know, size options or maybe packages. Let's call them packages. I have a single unit, a three pack, and a five pack. But you know that people are going to be shopping price. So the single unit is going to get their attention. So it's 995. The three pack is 1995, and the five pack is 29.95. So it's 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 purely a better deal if they do the three pack or the five pack, right? So then what you might want to do is drive traffic to the the lower priced item to get, you know, to get eyeballs. And then once they click in, they'll make that decision to buy the better priced version. So that's another way to think about variations. So hopefully I've given you enough to think about, Um, but yeah, I, I personally would not do what you were saying as far as like giving those different variations as completely different styles in a sense. Um, I think it gets messy. And I think, you know, just thinking about the reviews, because I think that's what you were thinking is I don't want to have to do all the work to get more reviews for each listing. Um, I wouldn't worry about that, especially if you've done your research properly. All right. So once again, thank you for the question, everyone. Thank you for all the questions. And if you guys have your own question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, All you have to do is head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask and do that. And just a reminder, if you missed the beginning of the show because you sped through or uh, you skipped, well, go back and listen because there's an important message in the beginning about not giving up. And I shared with you JP Shields and how he uh, really messaged me and talked about how he was thinking about giving up and he didn't. And he's so glad he, he hasn't because he's at 40 to 50 sales a day and growing right now. So don't give up. Make, make the commitment to every single day, take some action, small little bits of action that will add up and compound over time. It's really, really powerful. And I think you all can do it. All right. So. A reminder here on the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 469, and then another reminder if you guys are brand new to the show, I wanted to give you guys a special resource that can get you started really, really fast and give you the overall roadmap to growing a six-figure brand from scratch, and that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward forward/workshop you can register for an upcoming workshop there or if we have a replay of a past one it will be located there as well but that will take you through the entire process it takes really about 6 hours worth of of content and lessons and it groups it into about a 60 minute Uh, workshop. So definitely go check that out if you're interested in learning all of the steps, especially the steps that we just recently used to build a six-figure brand in under five months. All right. So theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. That's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you.